0: This episode brought to you by BloomDoctors.com. Use code TURPBRO1, that's T-E-R-P-B-R-O and the number one for $10 off your renewal or referral today. What's shaking, Smokin' Oakies? I'm Evan. This is my buddy, Brandon. And we are two buddies covering cannabis in Oklahoma and beyond.
1: Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know where to
0: go with that. It's,
1: I'm, I'm reading along your thing. It just says Ben to Blake, but you put a lot on my shoulders here. My bad. Uh, uh, yeah, we do. We, we talk about cannabis and uh, here in Oklahoma and all over the place. Like today, our episode, we have an interview with James Gaines, a journalist who was on Ars Technica, right? Yeah, it was through Knowable and Ars Technica. That's where you found him. But uh, we go over
0: the science behind the edibles. And it's a hell of a listen. It came up being oh. even more informative than I thought.
1: Oh, man, mind blowing. He shut me up, and that's hard to do basically
0: (laughs) you took that as an insult too at the end of the call (laughs) you were like no 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 that's good man you were just very informative
1: yeah I was just sitting there mouth agape
0: just listening you know (laughs) it's like an audio trip to the weed science museum and you'll hear it soon yes you will but
1: first off what you're going to hear is me uh sparking this bowl wow that's a good time Um, to
0: ask Then, what are you smoking
1: what am I smoking? Well, I sound like a broken record, but Granddaddy Purple, baby. Oh, my. <laughs> this is from Cured Cannabis. As everyone knows, I'm a, I'm a fan of their stuff. Had a little bit of their Granddaddy Purple leftover, and I'm finishing that off today. This week is one of those weeks where I'm just kind of going in and finishing off what's little is left in all the different drams I have around the apartment.
0: Right. Yeah, the cleanup week. I've got yeah, it's uh the, the GDPs lasted you wait, is that the GDP that I bought last I visited? Or that you bought last I visited, sorry. No, that's
1: from craft. I have two. Cured, I'm sorry, right. Yeah, I have two uh different grows of uh, of GDP right now. So <laughs> yeah. uh, topic. Oh man, but and I've got some like house salad blends here and like uh drams where I'm not even sure what's in there. I just kind of threw it together and threw the, the empty ones away. I can't remember where it all came from. I think there might be a little OG Kush in here too. Oh man. That's from a minute ago. Yeah. I forgot I had it. Cause uh, I've been using those little, mm-hmm. those little drams, the, you know, the plastic bottles mm-hmm. that OG Kush was in one of the bags and mm-hmm. the bag was just like sitting under something. I haven't even seen it for like weeks. I was like, holy shit, I still have OG Kush.
0: Free weed. Well, not free. Future weed. Past weed. do Free weed. Well, I guess free weed is already a <laughs> word. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it still suits. Well, what the <laughs> fuck are you smoking on? Uh, I got the broken record thing going, too. Uh, I've got my home grow. We've been packing blunts of that, even though it's not totally cured. It's member berry from Ethos. And we've been taking black and milds and packing them up with it. And it's hitting pretty good. And then I've also got like three different jars of stuff from craft. Yeah, right. You know, like I always go every single week, it seems like. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, uh, me without a car and you being uh, nice enough to come help
0: me out whenever I need to ride the things, uh, we end up in Edmond a lot. <laughs> And then we go to craft, and it's great. I've got—I I didn't even name out the strains. I got blackjack <laughs> and sherbert number three, and then I had some crafts cookies. But that shit was fucking mind blowing, and it, it went away fast. We actually blended that up over the weekend.
1: Well, Evan, I did it again. I just now started the fucking stopwatch. <laughs> Jesus,
0: <laughs> my internal clock uh, says we're at about five minutes in.
1: Yeah, probably, but. uh <laughs> Maybe the GDP makes me remember things instead of forgetting. Maybe I would have forgot it all anyway. And then I took it to the GP, GP and I'm like, hmm, there's a
0: stopwatch. <laughs> it's like your frame of reference you said it when you're high got sober and then had to get high again to remember
1: so how is the member berries have you noticed like a distinct change
0: the flavor is coming out and i i suspect that we did something wrong maybe in the drying phase i don't know because it's not quite as flavorful as i would like but the the nugs themselves are dense and it's definitely getting me high <sighs> and until i get to the very bottom of the blunt where it's all that fucking burned up free radical shit it doesn't choke me it's it's good a plus cool. Cool, cool. How much longer do you think you have before you're at a full cure? Oh, I would say probably about, I would guess, not knowing anything about curing, maybe another month. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. But it's working out. We plucked out of like the
1: good jar of the good nugs today and treated ourselves. And it works. You said you think you may have dried it um incorrectly or whatever what do you think the problem was there just so our listeners don't run into the same issues
0: well i, I don't know what we did yet um if we did do something wrong i suspect we might have put them in the jar a little bit too early but i don't know if that actually has an effect on flavor or what have you that's just mm. like the one area i think where we could have screwed it up because otherwise we were pretty anal about hanging them up and keeping them tim controlled and all that it's all about the
1: humidity there i believe mm. um well when i whenever i uh I judged whenever mine needed to go in the jar by uh, the the stems, mm-hmm. to where they would uh, they would break but not snap, sort of thing.
0: You know, yes. they would no
1: longer bend; they would break but not snap off. That's right when I put them in
0: the jar. Is that what you guys and did? Hang. Yeah, where they would like it, like you said, it wouldn't completely. You wouldn't hear it snap, but it would just pop. Yeah, yeah, place. It's,
1: yeah. It's the difference between a you know like a dry ass twig and kind of a green, you know, a little bit green left in there.
0: Yeah, so if, they, if that's the metric, then yeah, that's basically what we followed. Yeah, and I popped my—I uh, still have a little
1: bit of mine left over, and I popped it open, and it still has a pretty decent smell to it—no straw smell or anything like that—and it's a—it's over a year old now.
0: I was gonna ask your pineapple then. That's that's Pineapple Express for the listeners who I don't heard yeah. from the past ones.
1: Yeah, the smell's starting to wear off. It's starting to just smell like dried out plant matter or whatever. <laughs> so I should probably just really grind it up and smoke the rest of it. Yeah, just get a couple of 1GCs out of it and go. I don't even know if I have a gram left, (laughs) actually. So yeah, I probably only have like a bowl or two. And there's a bunch of shake, but it's pretty much, I'd
0: say that stuff's worthless. I might run it through a screen though, because there's a lot of uh, keef in that jar. Yeah, man, give it a shot. See what comes of it. I've got, I'm on the opposite end of your problem. I've got right now like eight massive mason jars just full of weed. Yeah, and I don't smoke a lot of flour. so it's a good problem to have, I guess.
1: Very good problem to have, but you'll also—I know you—you'll be cooking that
0: shit down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's coming soon. My edible spin's been getting too high again, so that might actually be a like tomorrow project. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you have another grow started already, right? I do, but uh, there are issues—the fucking gigantic shitty Oklahoma heat wave, unfortunately overpowered them even in the uh, temperature controlled tent. And because of that, they got a little scorched. So right now they're like getting some emergency TLC living on the kitchen counter. You might have to invest in a little AC unit for the tent,
1: not just the lung room, but one for the tent as
0: well. It almost looks like they got sunburned. It's our fault. We were out screwing around all weekend and they stayed in the tent and they were on their normal cycles and everything. But like those two days in that heat, even with all the temperature control shit, they're just, they, they took a beating.
1: Oh yeah, man. A lot of things
0: took a beating
1: (laughs) that heat. Oh, it was no joke. Fuck that shit. I'm over it. Speaking of heat, though, you know what makes weed fire as hell? What's that? Terpenes. Oh, yeah. This is probably where you're like, what the fuck's a terpene? And we got Dr. Jones with us on Know Your Turfs to let us know, you know, what the fuck is a terpene? All right, here we are this week with Know Your Turfs with Dr. Jones. Uh, we're going to be covering one of, I think, my favorites, linalool. So... Thank you again for joining us, Blake Jones, Doctor Jones, our TERP expert. Uh, what can you tell us about linoleol?
2: Today we're talking about linoleol. Now this is a point, Blake TERP. The <laughs> lovers <laughs> will like this one. This uh-huh, is a downer. Yes. Not in a bad way. Not a Debbie downer. Just a slow downer. Now yeah. linoleol is in all kinds of uh, household products, from cleaning stuff. It's a lab. It derives Mainly from the lavender um, flower, so it's really good for uh, relaxation, you know, calming effects. Uh, pretty much everything that you stereotypically think weed would do, this terp does. Now, linalool has been used for; it's been around for in our uh, cultures for centuries. Like they used our ancestors used it back in the day for anxiety that's right. how far it goes wow. so it's a beautiful term one of my favorites
0: it's interesting too that you bring up that it's kind of more of a, a point blake term because I'm looking at a few of the strains now on the list and I see actually probably my all-time least favorite strain is very heavy in it purple tangy I've yeah. never smoked a purple tangy that did anything for me yeah I
2: don't think uh, I've had a
0: purple tangy
2: per- a lot of a lot of per- anything purple like dark purple like that is mm. uh it's pretty it's pretty good indication that linole's might be a part of it
0: and uh, is that kind of that like sorry to step on you that like dryer sheet smell
2: it can now that that particular smell is more from the uh, uh fragrance side of the cleaning products that, um, lines. Okay. but now if you walk out into a field and you find a lavender patch of the smell that's more the um profile so, that you're going to find in cannabis
0: so it's more like a straight lavender scent and taste so yeah the
2: the smell is going to be more of a less lavender-esque like a the flower but more uh more on the dull side as far as smelling goes you smell it it's not going to smell like anything crazy it's just going to kind of have an instant common effect on your on your on your brain um It uh, GDP, is really but... good for inflammation. That's probably why Blake likes it so much. Um, it helps oh, a, yeah. a huge, huge amount. It's one of the the leading terps in uh, anti inflammation. So another good reason why um, this terp is fantastic for those folks who are hard on their body. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've I've got uh, I've got arthritis and shit, and it really yeah. helps with it that. Helps
2: really good with arth. Really really big time with arthritis. Uh, Former cigarette smokers, when your lungs lungs got inflamed, uh, linalool is like, not that you should smoke to get rid of smoking, but smoking Uh, (laughs) high terpene uh, linalool after being a cigarette smoker is really good for your lungs because it it helps get in there and repair stuff. Well, that's super good to know. Already ability to repair it. So yeah. Man,
0: I've already used weed to beat one. There's actually a couple addictions. I wonder if I could use it to beat smoking or reduce its effects oh, now too. I'm trying to quit
2: by the time I'm 40. So we'll see. It's possible, man. I, uh, I used to smoke cigarettes myself and I found out that uh, I figured out that I was just smoking cigarettes because I couldn't smoke weed all the time. So,
1: <laughs> so what you're telling me is that my on again, off again, relationship with cigarettes might go away once I start growing
2: yes absolutely.
1: <laughs> and, uh, absolutely. like i really think the only answer is to increase your weed intake well yeah uh but it's expensive and you know unless you grow uh
2: one other yeah. interesting thing to say about little is uh with the new age mm-hmm. sciences and whatnot coming out um it has a lot of it's shown a lot of promise in Ooh. fixing up Alzheimer's disease and restoring the, co- the cognitive and emotional functions in the brain so there are multiple oh. benefits from ingesting little and finding little if you're high anxiety high right. uh, depressed depression um, you know high pain body uh, like joints need like a little bit of literal a catch-all trip I vegetable. like that it is but again like for those folks who um you know they're already like evan here who loves himself some sativa some uppers uh, not everybody needs to slow down and you know it has it has its downer but lenolol as itself is a wonderful term for more reasons than one i i suggest finding it any way you can I have met someone, unless you're allergic Ooh. to it, because I have met someone who is allergic to lavender. Oh, and yeah. if you are allergic to it, then it does quite the opposite for make you. you and will do nothing but pain. <laughs> so make sure you're not allergic to it.
1: Yeah. If you're it, it is
2: rare, but it does happen. I have to put that out there.
1: And if you're allergic to it, oh, man, I, I'm so sorry for you. I feel for you because this is my, I believe it's my favorite. As we go through these Know Your Turfs, I'm learning on along the way and linol is suspect to be my favorite that's, that's a why common one too one early. that people seem to really
0: <laughs> enjoy I'm, I'm i'm looking up now and it looks like oh well yeah dosidos is probably like or it was a couple months ago the hottest strain around and it looks like that's like maybe the yes. best one known one for it
1: yeah
2: uh yeah one of my favorite strains with mm, it giddles um, um lavender jones is one of my if it has lavender in it guaranteed jack golden oil.
1: that's what i should have been smoking this morning i got some of that lavender jones but i'm on the oh, granddaddy yeah. perp though which is also a lentil. salad
2: mix them up mix the two oh that's, one, that's another yeah. plus that you can get out of cannabis you can always mix the two and get like every terp you want <laughs> i like the way <laughs> you think. this strain over here has high linalool and this strain over here has uh Hi limine or lemonine, however yeah. y'all want to say it. Oh man. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I, believe I, I don't I heard know when some put the correct it's way. Is <laughs> yeah. Lyman. I heard from an extra expert that was lyman.
2: He would know. Yeah. Would know. Might have been.
1: I believe um, it was he might have been a doctor.
2: Terps, just grind <laughs> them both up, mix on in together, roll it on up, or load it into a bowl. Get the get the benefits of all terps. It's really just understanding your body, what you need, and then mm-hmm. from there you go out and you can find these terps that will help you out. And that, like I said, you don't have to smoke cannabis uh, to get the benefits of linalool. You can get a lavender candle right in your house. You'll feel I've heard that before. Calming, guaranteed, and. You know, all uh, the, uh, a lot of those scents, uh, the cleaning supplies with Linaloo in it are going to be the reason they are is because it gives you a calming peace. Once your house is clean, it gives you more calming relaxation. They're just, they're just piggybacking that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Jesus. blew my mind. uh, (laughs) It's not even weed related. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, I think Linaloo. Still sits at my the top of my list here, and after (laughs) talking, I'm probably going to go buy a lavender candle. But
2: I suggested it It would do you good.
1: Yeah, well, I think that about wraps it up for Linolool. Unless there's anything else, I'm too high for this, man. I'm too high. So, so thank you. This is this was know your chirps terps with Doctor Jones.
0: Hey, man, what's up? Hey, I think I found a place for you to do your renewal.
1: Is that so?
0: Yeah, and I mean, it is kind of important because there are a lot of different places out there and you want to make sure you're doing business with the right place from the start. Uh Uh-huh, you are right. That definitely is important. Bloomdoctors.com, I think, belongs on the top of the list here. Okay, I'll bite. What puts Bloom Doctors at the top of your list? Check out this rate card. They handle new referrals and renewals, so you can go to their site and knock everything out, whether you're a new patient or you just need to re-up. They're full service, too. Wait, What do you mean full service? They're going to fill my gas tank or something? No, that basically means they help you with all the paperwork on top of getting the referral itself done. Like they help you make sure the photo you submit's all compliant with the OMMA and their rates are super reasonable on top of that.
1: Yeah. I'm just seeing that now, actually 75 bucks for new patient evaluation, 50 for a renewal and only 25 bucks for that full service thing. And they waive
0: that fee for veterans? Holy crap, man. That's amazing. If you're in the Edmond area on the third Thursday of the month, they even do a monthly drive event kind of thing at Ancient Remedies.
1: You know, now that you mentioned that, I have seen them there. On the card here, it says you can also go to bloomdoctors.com. And that's anytime, not just on Thursdays. All right. Well, you know what, Evan? Hey, what's up? You have sold me. Bloom Doctors definitely sounds like an amazing service for a great deal. And you know I have a soft spot for veteran-friendly services.
0: And I haven't even told you about the fast turnarounds and efficient processing to make sure you get your card. Dude, dude,
1: dude, dude. I can't believe there's more, but you've already sold me. There's just one small problem. Oh, no. What's that? I told you. I renewed my card a month ago.
2: Oh,
0: I'm an idiot. Oh, I would have loved to use Bloom Doctors. Good. I was really wondering what the fuck those terpene things were. (laughs) Yeah, I always wonder what they
1: are, but... uh. You know, maybe he shed a little light for us, and
0: fuck, <laughs> I don't know how to come back. Hi, man. I'm sitting here trying to think of like which terp we're gonna run this week, and I was trying to play out that way. So whether you, I know,
1: right? <laughs> because we, were, yeah, we pre-record a couple because they're not very long segments. I'm fucking calling it Linalool It's going in there. It's Linalool, My favorite. I'm I'm smoking some GDP. I have been for like fucking three weeks apparently. So we're going
0: with Little baby. All right. So you just heard about linalool and we decided after it aired. How weird is that?
1: Yeah. It's after smoking. I don't know. <coughs> time is all messed up when it comes to podcasts. Like this is a, uh, we, we time travel all over the place when it comes to podcasts. Remember?
0: Yes. Yes, we do. And I know somebody who this weekend time traveled because of weed actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. Somebody I know who is new to cannabis, uh, Ate a little too much of a jacked up square. Oh, and really? <laughs> the next morning said they lost all sense of time. <laughs> and like, they couldn't tell how long the movie that they were watching had been on. And like, they were worried that they were stuck in time. And it was a whole thing. It was hilarious. Fucking oh, story.
1: man. They went super psycho. That's almost trippy level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've been I've been where they're at. How long did they say, oh, it was an edible that jacked up bar. So it lasts quite a while because on flower, that only lasts like 15 minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, not, not with the edible. I don't think because they they were playing a board game with us and then they kind of progressively got more pale and out of it. And then they were like, I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) That was the end of it. Like they said, it was fun, but they needed to be alone.
1: Yeah. You got to fear and respect that jacked up bar. It'll get you. Oh yeah. It'll sneak up on you, man. So there's just really no way to segue into this. I'm just going to beg you all, those of you listening, uh, no matter what platform you're on, if there's a like button, I need you to click that. If there's a follow button, I definitely need you to click that one. If if there's a download button, oh my goodness, please click that one. You can delete it later, but hey, (laughs) let them think you downloaded
0: it. And uh, please tell your friends. Now, where can you find all of our links, Evan? Oh, man. Well, the main place is, of course, our website, com. There you're going to find links to all the big platforms we're on, ranging from Apple Podcasts to iHeart to Stitcher and so on. We're on basically everything up to and including Audible now, I believe. Uh, if you go to our – if you click the Discord link at the bottom there, you'll also see the link to – wait for it – our Discord, where we got a lot of cool, fun shit happening. And finally, we have a Reddit now. It is Reddit.com slash r slash SmokinOakies. Wow, you made it all the way through! pretty good. One stumble that I got. Oh, I didn't catch any. But I'm also I, I'm
1: I don't know, I'm kind of blanking out like just staring <laughs> at fucking things right now. But, <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm high. If you are on a platform you're looking for us, you don't find our podcast, let us know, man. We don't know all the platforms cuz if there's anything I've learned, apparently there's about 478 platforms to put a podcast
0: onto. And, and it's nuts and we're
1: on like fucking 12 of them so we're
0: trying <laughs> and we're even getting on audible for y'all ebook guys like we're trying everything oh so, man yeah uh it, you know, something um related to that that uh, our, our shadow producer brought up that i thought was interesting mm-hmm. um as a little bit of preamble for the listeners we've got a map that we check obsessively every day because it shows us kind of where our listeners are like yeah. don't worry we can't creep on your address or anything but you know mm-hmm. We know where our listeners are, and we've noticed that we've had a, a little bit of a growing listenership in places like China and um, Moscow, where weed isn't allowed so much. Mm. And I was telling our uh, producer about this, our shadow producer, and he said, well, they're probably using a VPN, yeah. and now I feel like the biggest dumbass in the world.
1: Dude, he told me that too, and I said, <laughs> "I said, hey, motherfucker, let me have this. <laughs> Why'd you have to do that? <laughs> Uh, I fun. thought I we saying, were like outlaw radio over
0: there, man. That would have been cool. Maybe we are. Hey, we could be. Because the the Moscow listeners, they've got a red dot now. That means they've listened more than a couple times. Yeah, but
1: also like choosing China and Russia as the place to put your VPN, you know, to ping. That sounds like what a motherfucker with a VPN would do.
0: <laughs> I used to use a VPN to get fucking cheap Kings Island tickets because they were cheaper to buy if you were an Ohio resident. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they saw me in Ohio. (laughs) Uh,
1: I wonder how many people are using a VPN because there are listeners that I know we have in certain areas that we don't have a dot. So maybe they're actually our our
0: Moscow listeners. They could be. Uh, They could
1: be the ones using the VPNs.
0: That's funny as fuck. And like, yeah, it's, some people like will say some things where I know they're listening, but then I go look and it's like, wait, they dot in fucking whatever it is. I'm just yeah. making a name up. Yeah. Just Birmingham, like, Alabama is not there. Yeah. Just like a bum fuck, whatever, you know,
1: it's like, there's no dot there. And I know this person lives there. Hmm. Like, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> hey, like subscribe, share. Well, hopefully you like it. And that's why you're here. <laughs>
0: we very much hope so and if we once again get to that 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 set number of subscribers on youtube we get the vanity url and that's going to be a big day for me Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's going to be like a milestone for you and i'm looking for a hundred on uh we're still not at a hundred on instagram but i've been kind of neglecting that lately Uh, i need to get back on on that yeah there's there's been about things are about to fucking settle down i can't wait (laughs)
0: You got fucking. We had like eight podcast interviews and then all your personal life shit, man. It's been crazy. Uh,
1: yeah. I'm about to get some wheels, listeners. I'm about to get a freaking vehicle finally. Uh, no more fucking rolling around in the Black Stallion. Oh, my God. the uh, No more dealing with insurance. Dude, two months. It's been like two months since that freaking storm. Ugh. We'll note that uh, Dr. Jones has his new car. Yeah. But he just got his. Like a week ago, you know, they've been dicking him around too. And
0: congratulations, Dr.
1: Jones.
0: (laughs) Insurance companies and potheads are both kind of bad about not sticking to a schedule, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's something we haven't
1: done in a while. What's that? Off the rip. Ooh, yeah. The segment where we take questions that uh, are... Either a user submitted or we think of them sometimes off the rip is just, uh, you know, take a rip, think of something, write it down. Um, buck, it might, talk some shit. It might make it onto the podcast.
0: Yes. Uh, you can talk to us on Reddit with that or the Discord or whatever. Just tell us some conversation if you know us. Oh, I just burped right in the middle of that. I'm Rick Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I just remembered that I have the new Rick and Morty to watch. Sorry, go ahead. Wait, there's a new one? Yeah. The season last night, the first episode came out. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Why? Why didn't it? Is it on? Is it on HBO?
0: I believe it's on HBO Max. It what wasn't time on did Hulu. it come off?
1: Because uh, I went to bed at like two in the morning, and it wasn't on there yet. It was still only four seasons.
0: Let me see. I'm checking it now. I, I acquired it through other means. Oh, um, legal means, mind you. I paid for it. Yeah, but um, let's well, I pay for here. HBO Max. So let's see here. Okay, it, it looks like right now. Oh, I'm looking. Okay. Yeah. You got to get that adult swim. Like if you have it through your cable package. So I just signed up with my cable package so I could watch it on there and I need to wait. adult's kind of a boring swim, adult segment.
1: swim is included in HBO. I thought, cause they've got the adult swim. You go all the way down to the bottom of the app and that's one of the hubs you can click on. Or is it a fucking premium
0: one? It could be one of those deals where like, I don't know.
1: Where like, like five you know, extra bucks a month here. You get this or you sign up with your cable provider, man. Fuck that.
0: I can, uh yeah, I'm I'm stammering over my words here, but there there are other ways to find it. Yeah, there know. are other ways, like <laughs> uh
1: especially as potheads, we know there's other ways for things. But so I I just fucked up OTR with an OTR. I apologize. <laughs> Meta. Yeah. Do you do you see any OTRs you would like? I think I chose
0: last time, so you go ahead and pick one. Well, I've got one. Did we talk about that Keith Catcher one before? I don't know. Well, it's something that I got from Reddit that I thought was an interesting thought. It's not a question, but basically the thought goes your Keef Catcher is like a reward program for smoking your own weed. And I like that. Yeah. But if you
1: have one that doesn't have a Keef Catch, you're just smoking all that shit at the same time. You know, that's fair. Like you're just not collecting it. I love the collection. It's, like it's kind of like, like one of those apps like Acorns or something where they round up your purchase and invest, you know, that 75 cents or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like kind of like that where you fucking throw the pocket change in the jar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, except, we except since it's Keefe, they've like, they've at least taken the pennies out, you know, because <laughs> it's not pure. There's still plant matter in there, but they've taken the pennies and we'll say the nickels. So you got like dimes and quarters in there. <laughs> That's, I'll take it. Those all
0: add up and buy a pack of fucking pre-rolls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that analogy went really far, but Keith rules. Let me see. I'm looking at the fucking Discord, the other Discord now, and I'm slow. Oh, shit. Do we tap it? Okay, here's one. And I hope I'm not I'm not touching up like a, a sensitive topic for you because I don't know where you are in your nicotine journey here, Blake. But uh, the question is, how does cannabis impact your cigarette consumption?
1: Now, for me... It's, uh, it's hard to say. I don't know. Like my cigarette consumption seems to be the same whenever I do it. Like no matter if I have not had a cigarette in two months and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to smoke this weekend. I can throw a pack down a day. That seems to be my average, no matter what, you know, no matter how long I smoke or how little I smoke, it's always a pack a day. So the cannabis doesn't really
0: affect it at all. I wish that was the case for me because I it makes me smoke bad. And I notice because there are days where I'm like too busy and I'm not getting too high in the morning. Mm -hmm. And on those days routinely, I smoke far less than if I have a couple edibles in me and I'm kind of flowing. Yeah. Like I I can light them off each other when I'm high and I hate it. It just tastes and feels so good. Yeah. Well, back when
1: I was a boozer, like booze and cigarettes, ooh. Man, if I were drinking, I'd be like two packs, sometimes two and a half packs waking up the next day, even as a heavy smoker going, oh, that was too much, you know, (laughs) and uh, and now the cannabis, man, you know, I know I don't go that deep, man. That's a, that's a good thing. So I guess, yeah, it keeps me even keel, I guess, but I don't think it really affects my cigarette consumption.
0: Uh, We were on uh, Uncle Dig's show, the Bag Seed Chronicles here. That'll be airing, I what, next week, right? Or this week? Uh, This weekend, I think. Uh, Yeah, sometime within the next week. And uh, Uncle Dig mentioned that he just stopped smoking by rolling a shitload of joints. And whenever he wanted to smoke a cigarette, he would just smoke a joint.
1: Yeah, which would work. I think it would work. But he also did warn that it would be very expensive if you were purchasing it all. And he was growing his, so... (laughs)
0: I could definitely see myself burning through joints like that. It could be bad, but I smoke in the car and shit too. And I'm obviously not going to smoke a joint behind the wheel. So yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. Stay high, but don't drive that way.
1: But yeah, uncle dig, we uh, shout out to him and uh, the Bagseed Chronicles. Check them out. Also, wherever you get your podcast, Bagseed Chronicles yeah. with uncle, uncle dig a
0: podcast based out of Oregon. It's a neat compliment to ours. His style is a little different. He kind of goes full on live and just puts it out there. And he's a little more like short, like quick bang content versus our hangout kind of slower session. So it's, it's a neat, it's, it was neat to go on another show and see how it worked.
1: And he's a more, I believe more focused on the growing aspect on his, yes, for sure. I mean, he talks to guests about, you know, all things cannabis, but I think the biggest thing, uh, like his content, when it's just him solo, it's usually, you know, his plant update or garden updates. That's what it is. Garden. Yes. <laughs> garden updates and stuff like that. But um, he does have guests on that cover all kinds of topics, man. It's pretty interesting. Interesting show and a cool guy. Mm-hmm. And hey, uh, he'll be on our show Yeah, coming up. I don't know Here. when it'll be, but it'll be coming up. Yeah, we're taping it soon and it'll probably run in a couple of weeks. So look out for that. Look out for uncle dig and, uh, and check out the bag Seed chronicles.
0: And, you know, I guess that's a pretty good segue to the next thing. Cause we're hitting close to that 20 minute mark. You know, what's that? That big interview with our dude, James Gaines from knowable.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Yes. James Gaines from knowable with his, uh, I, you found it on Ars Technica, his very in-depth, very in-depth, uh, edible article there like too much for me like went into like (laughs) like my cells and 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 triglycerides like and how that you know all that crap and i'm just like man just tell me which one works (laughs) it's cool because it's like it's not weed reporting it's science reporting about weed yes because he is not he's not even really a cannabis user as you'll find out
0: All right, guys, Evan here. We are here today with James Gaines from Knowable Magazine. He wrote an article that I found through Ars Technica that I thought was really informative called Building a Better Edible. Was that the same name on the Knowable piece, James?
3: Yeah, so it was. um, It got the same name on Ars Technica. I think it also went to a couple different sites where they did actually end up changing the name, but I don't remember what those are off the top of my head.
0: That's cool. As long as y'all, if you're looking uh, for a chance to read it, we'll put it on our socials and stuff as well, but you can always search for building a better edible. Yep. Well, uh, James, uh, like I said, he wrote this piece and it's mostly about the the science of edibles and the early science of edibles, I should say, how they interact with our bodies and the way certain different, you could say substances or oils uh, carry it through our bodies. Um, to that end, the, the first thing is, is kind of basic. The first thing I thought of, you'd mentioned in a previous email exchange that you're not actually much of a cannabis cannabis user, correct?
3: Yeah. So I've tried cannabis a couple of times and I've just never quite found um, exactly something that works for me. I think part of this comes back to my personality in that I'm somebody who um, <laughs> actually has trouble like uh, giving up control sure. over, over myself. I don't really like to drink very much either. Um, and then just in general, like I've had kind of not unpleasant experiences with cannabis, but nothing that's uh, really felt like, oh yeah, this is definitely something I want to repeat often kind of thing. Sure. That's
0: a respectable stance. And that's actually close to how I feel about a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to lose control either. And uh, <laughs> fortunately, I pushed through that 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 with uh, cannabis to get to the point where I got the tolerance where I can now
3: have control and be high. Yeah, it's funny. The I think the most terrifying thing I've ever done is go skiing because it's oh. like the exact same thing. Of I could go faster, but I couldn't slow down. I was just like, <laughs> "Oh my god, <laughs> this is literally a nightmare I've had before."
0: One thing. One thing I we've learned, Blake and I have learned, diving into cannabis here in Oklahoma is there, there's a lot of what we call quote unquote, bro science or, you know, unofficial, like things that everybody knows that are supposedly scientifically backed, but not, or information that's given by people who have some standing in the cannabis community, but not necessarily a science background. And because of that, just stuff that leads to general misinformation, is that something that you encountered while writing this piece, things that didn't like jive with you or stuff that just kind of sounded like this bro science?
3: Well, so that's actually one of the things that coming into this, I wanted to be, Careful about in both people saying things that are not backed up by science, but also science has not always been good at acknowledging or incorporating the knowledge that people outside of the traditional system have. Um, You see this a lot with like scientists talking. It's better today, but historically, you see this a lot with kind of dealing with indigenous people. And so coming into this, I wanted to be sure that um, the stuff we were talking about was backed up by science, but also that I was really curious about whether this was kind of just codifying what people already knew. Okay. Um, and it does seem like um, there is, how can I put this, the, the tricky thing with this, and I mentioned this a bit in the article, is that, you know, can, cannabinoids like THC are a chemical that has like relatives, like there are things that look like cannabinoids that are not cannabinoids, um, like, uh, carotenes, which are molecules you find in carrots. Um, yeah, I think it's actually vitamin A is what beta carotene is, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, and with these, because they're kind of related to cannabis, cannabinoids you can look at them and say well they're probably going to do the same thing hmm. and so there's a lot of stuff where i think we have very good educated guesses of what's going to happen
1: no you're good i'm but just not, kind of not over that here much where
3: we I'm really like really oh, sat these down these guys are on another and level and i said am, right? okay <laughs> we're definitely going to try this with thc we're definitely going to try this with these particular <laughs> molecules and track that out and see how that how that happens so I wouldn't necessarily dismiss that kind of bro science stuff. Right. But I think a lot of it is kind of working off of best guesses. I think I know um, where you're going
1: with this. And you know, um, with we had, I uh, think we had like, you never know. I, I know. wondered in the past because um, I with the edibles they've been that, very uh, hit or miss with Something me. that works really and well. And in my back, I was a very, very doesn't heavy doesn't drinker for a long, long time, right. so I'd wondered if I had right. done something to my liver to where I wasn't processing the edibles the same way or efficiently, or whatever. I think I might have stepped you out. I've read the fucking online about liver liver enzymes and how that mess with that. Um but some of the edibles we've had recently, they're they're formulated uh, you, to be absorbed in the, the stomach. stomach line, you said do the intro and did it. Cut that.
0: out. Um, but 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 to that end, uh, was something that we were getting this to, morning, and this kind of goes away from my question list, um, was somebody who had uh, diagnosed liver issues that made it unable to. Uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and that's what I was going to. And I, the the question is with, with the talk about that, and thank you for clarifying, Blake, um, and, and related to the talk in your article about how, say, sunflower oil might deliver more effectively than other oils we've traditionally used. Did you get a lot of insight into that, the way the body absorbs different parts in different parts of the body?
3: So kind of. Um, one of the things that really became apparent to me in doing this article is just how complicated the system really is. Um, I think that one of the big things to came that came out of this was um, realizing how much these fats and this absorption matters. Um, But it does seem like this is just an incredibly complicated um, system. Um, The thing that with the fats is that, you know, uh this is part of the article but it turns out that the different types of fat that you use in an edible might play a role in how fast your body um absorbs it absorbs it right and uh this probably goes in through um oh gosh i have forgotten what your original question was would you mind telling me again
0: oh no it's okay it was kind of a meandering question uh the 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 gist of it was did you I know you talked specifically about oils and stuff in the piece did did you have any insight into how the body absorbs those savors in the
3: stomach lining versus the liver and how that might work any anything so I'm not an expert so I might get this wrong sure. but um my no, I'm impression <laughs> so there's a interesting thing that when you're absorbing these things through your gut like your intestines um they go into what's uh, called your lymph system. Um, and so this is like, picture like lymph nodes, if you if you know uh, anatomy. And so this is kind of a parallel system to your circulatory system with the blood that often deals with a lot of kind of fat stuff. And it also has some stuff to do with like immune systems and whatnot. Okay. Um, but this lymph system is kind of this, a bit more secured, your are circuitous and I believe really kind of dumps a lot of the um, stuff it's absorbing from the intestines pretty much at the liver. Like it all goes to the liver for processing. Whereas I think when you're smoking it, and again, I'm not an expert on this, but when you're smoking it, or I would guess if it's going directly through the stomach lining, um, it's skipping that step and it's going straight into the bloodstream. Um, Okay. And... That means that it might actually like circulate around your body more before it actually gets processed by the liver. Um, and okay. uh. this might be the kind of thing where I think that the liver might actually, I remember something about the liver maybe actually turning mm-hmm. THC or, or THCA, which is the uh, uh, decarboxylated, is that the yes. word, um, version into actually a bit more potent. Um, Okay. So I think if it, I would guess based on the stuff I've read that if you're going through the stomach lining, it would have a faster effect on your body because it's hitting like your brain faster than going through the liver. But also you might be getting a slightly different profile in the exact molecules that are hitting your brain at that time okay and that makes
0: sense and that would also help maybe and i i qualify maybe because i'm not an expert either explain why uh, cannabis drinks like the ones we profiled last week's episode were seem to hit both qu- more quickly and differently mm-hmm.
3: they, they 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 have an altogether different buzz than most edibles so that's really nice. yeah yeah and with the with the cannabis drinks um i know that there are some companies who are actually um So one of the things from the article was there are these cannabis drinks that are um, emulsions where Mm. you've essentially put the cannabis into an oil and then put the oil into a drink and like Mm. mixed it up Um, like milk is an emulsion because those fats have already been broken up. That's part of the reason why I believe cannabis drinks hit faster is because like if you imagine like eating a brownie you know brownie's a big solid thing right that like it has to actually be physically like broken up you might get big globs of butter that your intestine then has to break down. down. Whereas if you're drinking the, uh, something like like an energy I drink or a cannabis drink, we, we talked about know, last week. That work has was. already been that done was, for you. They basically. have a, their nano so powder, So it's much which easier for your intestine soluble. to just go, and oh, that was what they you know, know, are these are already was these kind of small effects, effect, carrier structures. We can just go ahead and absorb those immediately. Basically, everything you said
1: was what they told us last week. I think there are a couple companies
3: or manufacturers who are also experimenting with ways to make cannabinoids water soluble yes um and so in that case that might very well be taken up through like that different pathway that goes straight (laughs) into the blood um so that might also be the reason why drinks seem to work faster than like a brownie or a cookie or a gummy
1: yeah
2: yeah
3: (laughs) oh good yeah yeah no it's always good um one of the things I like working I liked working with this magazine because they have uh, a really rigorous like fact-checking process so it was really nice um to have somebody come along and be like all right now defend everything that (laughs) you know (laughs) um and, well, yeah. it's, it's nice to hear that somebody else is also getting that information. Cause it's like, oh yeah, then I'm probably right. If somebody yeah. else is saying this at the very least point in the
0: <laughs> right direction, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you'd mentioned uh, the fats and stuff. Uh, one, one question that I had that I was very interested from the article, you'd mentioned that chocolate specifically might be a pretty good carrier where other vectors like gummies, which I actually prefer might not have that same strength. Is that because of the cocoa butter?
3: Yeah, so I think there was one study that looked at cocoa butter in particular and found that it had that kind of right mix of the molecules to carry the cannabinoids well, like carry them um, in a fast manner. I think that, again, this kind of gets back to that thing of, oh, and I don't want to speak about a study that I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think it's one of those things where we would need more study and more study specifically on cannabinoids. If it wasn't on cannabinoids sure. Um, mm. to say for sure. Oh. Um, but I think cocoa butter was one of those things where based on other work we've done with um, these like vitamins and stuff that it does seem to be a good carrier. The other interesting thing, and this didn't actually make it into the article. Um, mm-hmm. I was reading this paper by somebody who's like a, uh, actually like a chocolate expert and they were talking about how um
1: because it's too flammable you can't actually
3: <laughs> you can't do the can of butter step with cocoa or with chocolate because yeah. the temperature you need to reach in order to like melt the chocolate or de- or decarbox carboxylate the thc will mm-hmm. actually burn the chocolate So they were saying that in order to make chocolate, you first have to make some sort of oil or butter that then you add into melted chocolate. So it's this kind of funny thing where like the cocoa butter is a good or is theoretically a good carrier. But you do have to like do this extra step to get it into the cocoa butter because you can't just go A to B. You got to go A, B, C. (laughs) like you'll you'll just end up with like it's like oh this might pack a punch but it also tastes like burned chocolate stuff at home like i do (laughs) you have
0: a there's a a sweet spot where the alcohol is evaporating but it's not boiling because if it gets to boiling heat it's gonna you know a you got the risk of catching on fire but b it'll also mess up a lot of the cannabinoids in the make so you've got to like have your cooking thermometer and keep it right dialed into that temperature and it's a whole fun thing
3: Yeah, that's really neat. I think it's really cool to just like zoom out and like look at this as like a cooking thing, just because like, you know, cooking is partly like an art of, you know, how you want the you want the brownie or gummy, whatever, to taste good, like you want it to be a pleasurable thing to eat. Um, But you do also have this kind of like extra consideration of like, oh, well, you know, this might be like the best brownie recipe I've ever made but also it just doesn't work for a cannabis brownie and I think that's kind of interesting to think about and I would love to spend some time I unfortunately didn't get to spend a lot of time actually talking to like the bakers and stuff but I'd love to spend some time just like watching over their shoulder now, seeing like you did go what kind of considerations piece, go into a visit, visit making in labs, a recipe like doing this all like virtually So um, in the piece, I no, got right to ahead. talk to a cannabis extractor. Um, do you mind if I, I talk about her? Mm. Um, so her name's Lo Friesen. Mm. She was here in can- in Seattle and she um, her company's called like Halo Cannabis. And she gave me a virtual tour of her lab. Um, I was doing this back in uh, February, I think, when everything was still, I mean, I guess we are still in the pandemic, um, but I had not been vaccinated yet. It was the kind of thing where uh, talking to folks was pretty much done all virtually. But she gave me a virtual tour of her lab and kind of showed me everything. Um, and so that was really cool um, to get to talk to her. And then in terms of the scientists, that was all done over over the phone. Uh, Kelly I asked doing ask uh, uh, during, during about your virtual stuff. tour. And then there was a lot uh, of reading papers. One
0: question that one of our listeners had had to do specifically with decarboxylation. And they were curious if you got to see, you know, the big oven that they decarbed in. And if so, what that was like.
3: I did not. That that's something I was really. Um, when I talked to Lo, it was a lot of talking about the extract process of um, uh, exactly how they were getting it off the plant, then it, what they were doing with um, oh, right actually on. separating it from oh, other cool. stuff. Uh, you, so might have, you might have just zip past it, not even notice if you don't know what you're looking or at least for. I don't
0: I seeing the <laughs> doing the same thing at that one live, I was like taking mental notes when we went trying to, to remember the stuff because it was all so cool. Um, yeah, it was just all metal and glass
1: and shiny things that make worrying noises. Yeah. And, oh, I was I was just amazed by it
0: all. Some of those machines were very intimidating. Anyway, sorry, go ahead.
1: In the decarb machine that you're talking about, I'm just imagining a pizza oven <laughs> with a bunch of cannabis in it. But that's what I thought, basically. Yeah, I
0: just lay it out in a flat layer and pop it in there. I just want to know how they do it. And I want to know if it stinks, but uh, we can
1: obviously- Well, that's just the dumb stoner in me, though, so- <laughs>
3: Like now that it's summer, if I ever do another um, edible thing, maybe I'll have a chance oh, to sure, actually sure. go visit in person. Yeah, um, or maybe fortunately, unfortunately, depending on what their cook smell does not come oh, over Zoom. I've decarbed <laughs> in the house before,
1: and you you might be very fortunate.
0: Yeah. Uh, whenever you talk to the 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 folks in Seattle, there, and I'm sorry, Lo, I believe you said, um, did she mention anything about additives such as vitamin E or caffeine that they add to to make different edibles hit different ways outside of your base cannabinoids? Let's see no that's cool that's a, that's a, just something I had not that curiosity. I remember yeah sorry uh, not something. that I
3: remember so so it right. so that's kind of t- getting to the the idea of the entourage effect right like having these extra right. um, things yeah. that uh, like affect the the process right gotcha I I did kind of look into that in terms of um, this background research on this, um, article. And unfortunately, like my impression of it was that like pretty much all of the research that's been done for cannabis has gone into either THC or more recently CBD, um, especially around like epilepsy, like there is not very much out there about the precise, um, entourage effect. There's a lot of papers talking about how it might be a thing and, um, one or two um, specific molecules like mercine or um, something else Mm -hmm. that people have like looked at it kind of in isolation and saying like, oh, this seems like it might have some sort of anti-convulsant or anti-anxiety thing. Um, But nothing that struck me as like, definitive proof it and does, it didn't seem that, like that very much to look at it as kind of like whole you entourage. kind of
0: worry about, you know, uh, even Blake and I as kind of voices in the Oklahoma cannabis community, you worry about saying something that ends up being proven wrong or something. Cause a lot of this Terp stuff coming out, like, well, this combination of Terps with this bud might help you with uh, you know, broad spectrum antibiotic needs and stuff. And it just seems like some of them are almost too good to be true. It's like worth investigating, but you also don't want cannabis to get pushed into this like quack science where it can cure everything phase.
3: Yeah, and I think that it's the kind of thing that, you know, it's going to always be people's um, bodies are so different. And one of the things that reading through this was like, you know, the food you've eaten today can affect things. The your genetics seem like they might play a role in affecting things. The levels of hormones in your body seem like they might affect things. so it seems like the kind of thing that my impression is that we m- might never be able to say right. like, this is definitively going to be like a pharmaceutical product outside, yeah, of, the, outside of the like outside of the couple of like actual pharmaceutical products for like epilepsy and stuff. Um, yeah, I do think we might one day be able to get to the point where we can say like, hey, you know, we do see that with this particular mix of things, um, it seems to have a, uh, like a more calming effect on people or a more, it people report that they have better anxiety management on this. Um, I think it's going to be real interesting to see where the research it, that's can take a us, a like how on the podcast precise before, we can and it is an go interesting with
0: that. that. It, part of it, I think, comes from just the fact that the high itself is so subjective. Uh, two people can smoke, you know, one strain from the same joint and have such a different experience that th- there are so many variables and so many things to
3: consider that, like you said, I don't think they'll ever fully dialed in. Yeah, and I think it's the kind of thing that you know it's understandable that when a paper comes out that says you know this seems to have an effect that people want to explore that um but it's just the kind of thing that with something that is so complicated and has so many um variables of you know if you're talking about actually smoking um something that's come straight from the plant like it's a plant like at that point you know the soil that it's grown in might have an effect um that it's the kind of thing that you really need like a pretty robust study in order to get, um, get a real concrete picture of what's going on. And unfortunately right. I don't and think we're, we're quite at that stage yet. Uh, just a thought I had the listening to
1: you is. guys talk about Terps and man, I'm a Terp bro. <laughs> Our listeners know that. And uh, I feel like, <laughs> it, it could go the route of like, I, I would love to see more research going into terpenes and their actual effects. And if, if that is something like to get into formulations based off of terpenes and stuff in the future, but also I feel like, man, we're getting close to where it's, it's dangerously becoming more of a marketing thing like THC levels were for, yep. for so long and still are. And, uh, uh, that was just—it was just a thought I had, not really a question. But I do have a question for you. Um, in your research for your piece, did anything like strongly indicate that the, like the quality of the cannabis um, measured in metrics? Well, like THC percentage is what we have—the big metric, I right. guess—and and other major cannabinoids. But uh, was there anything that indicated that the quality of the cannabis? In, affected the um, the efficiency of the dosage or the effect of the uh, uh, the edibles
3: I think when I was doing a lot of the papers are referring to mm-hmm. um, kind of THC as if it's a known quantity and I think with things like, like distillates or or um or extracts there is some sort of uh quality control where you can say like this is going to have, you know you can test it and see how strong it is um my impression at least with the Mm -hmm. research is kind of that's where they had started of saying all right if this is a known quantity um let's look at it from there i think that you know, if you are talking about like homemade stuff, then I can't imagine it wouldn't have an effect. You know, if you have um, one strain that is much more potent Mm. in terms of how much THC it has versus another and like putting the same uh, amount into a batch. I can't imagine that wouldn't have some sort of effect.
1: Well, uh, that um, with the research,
3: they were kind of approaching it kind out of as a curiosity.
1: What was the most surprising thing you learned about cannabis when you were researching this piece?
3: So I think there's two things. I think one is, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. just how complicated this system of digestion is and how many variables play a role um, the, pretty much any time I get to do a deep dive into stuff about the body, it's just amazing, like how weird and how like fine-tuned and how many like different systems play a role in this kind of thing. Just like, just the point of like, what do cannabinoids do in the body it's like, okay, well, they're found in the brain, they're found in the reproductive system, they're found in, I think, the stomach, I'm not sure about that one. But just one of these things where, oh man, these are everywhere. And same kind of thing. Uh, this is not really the cannabis, but just um, mm-hmm. like serotonin which you know is one of these mood chemicals in your brain most of the serotonin oh man i hope i'm not getting this wrong but most of the serotonin in your body is actually like made in your gut because it has like a role in digestion and just this kind of thing where like evolution is so weird because the body will like just see a tool and like oh hey (laughs) we could totally use this gut molecule for brain stuff like It can do the same thing. So just kind of seeing how complicated the human body is and seeing how complicated the system is really made me appreciate more the people who are doing this kind of research and and food scientists in general of like how complicated that field is. The other thing that surprised me was some of the details about what scientists have to do to get approval or funding to do cannabis research. Like it's not impossible Mm -hmm. to do cannabis research but it is due to the scheduling Um, and there's a lot of extra hoops that you have to jump through like like this due to the scheduling and there was some stuff like you might have to if you're a scientist who wants to do cannabis research Mm. you might need to have your lab toured by the DEA sounds like the only thing worse than an IRS audit and like I think there was something (laughs) about um, you yeah and it just this kind of thing of like, you know, if I'm a young scientist, it's like, hey, do you want to do this study using cannabis? Or do you want to do this study about jellyfish or whatever the your other option is? And it's like, well, you know, cannabis is interesting, but also, yeah, there's 30 different applications I have oh. to do. The funding is limited and the strains that I'm going to get might not actually be representative yeah, of what people than are walk actually using. You about maybe yeah, I'm going to go drug study I didn't
0: feel a paperwork out or something or the right way. Not that that has happened that I know of, but yeah, you worry about the DEA coming in and busting you up.
3: And it's the kind of thing where like I talk, like the scientists who do this research, you know, they seem, they know what they're doing And it's worth doing, but it is just the kind of thing of like realizing that how many weird little hoops there are and how many weird little like things have to hurt the research. That was
0: kind of a little background implication that I picked up from your piece. If you are limited to in the number of places that you can source from the types of cannabis that you can use, because it only comes from these federally allowed places, then you have to question from the onset the quality of your work because you might not be working with cannabis that reflects the stuff that actually people are actually using
3: yeah and i think for a long time it was specifically stuff that was grown uh it was either university of alabama or Neither university of i, I would don't add. remember um, <laughs> <laughs> um i think the dea uh is trying to change this. They recently like did a rule change. And I don't know if this has actually produced any concrete effects yet, but I know they are trying to make more pr- different types of products or at least more different growers available that's to cool. people who want to do the research. Um, because for a long time you had to go through, um, I think it was NIDA, the uh, National a- Institute for Drug Abuse to actually like purchase the, the, the <laughs> cannabis, which is just kind of funny because I live in Seattle and yeah. there's, you know, dispensaries everywhere. But if you want to do the research, you have to buy from this one specific place. Swagweed. And I think his, <laughs> yeah. And I think with the, um, uh, I might get this wrong, but it was also the kind of thing where they didn't have, you know, they didn't have edibles. Like they didn't have gummies so if you wanted to be like oh i really want to test out exactly what happens in a cookie versus a gummy it was like well you know we don't have those products we have you know some plant you can buy that's kind of it.
1: oh yeah i never really thought of that where would they source the edibles without having to make it themselves
3: yeah and that's that might be a good follow-up question for me to go back and, and ask some of the folks who did this kind of stuff of like you know exactly what happened after you bought it so that seems like it might be changing i don't think there's been a concrete effect yet but i think that that's interesting for
0: sure uh james of course you write about more than cannabis you're more of a a general science writer i guess i would say would that be a correct description
3: yep i write about pretty much (laughs) um i'm bad at physics (laughs) physics is is the thing that really is just like puts my brain in a knot um but a lot of biology, some chemistry, some geology. Yeah, pretty much anything sciency that comes across my desk. I'll, I'll write it up if you, you know, want me to. And that's, again, primarily for Knowable magazine, right? So I... Um, Knowable is... Uh, so Knowable is somewhere I work with, um, actually primarily as a fact-checker and okay. researcher. Um, so I work with Knowable a lot kind of behind the okay. scenes. Um, this Edible piece was the first thing to come out as an actual... no. I life uh, second piece to come out as an actual written thing. I wrote something earlier this year about um, how different countries do universal healthcare, which is actually like really cool. Like I learned a lot about like Switzerland and Switzerland. Uh, anyways, I won't get onto that tangent, <laughs> but, uh, I work a good amount with knowable kind of behind the scenes. I also do, um, I've written a bunch of scripts for this YouTube channel called SciShow. um and they're they're a pretty fun company um i think the last thing i wrote for them oh i'm not going to remember off the top of my head but i wrote something about um animals with weaponized butts that was really fun what
1: (laughs) 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 oh scishow how do you spell this i'm gonna look this i'm doing that uh
3: s-c-i-s-h-w and it's on youtube um And so that, I think that came out a couple months ago. Um, So I do uh, some work for them and then um, I'm also a freelancer. So I'll write for, yeah. So I'll write for a bunch of different folks. Um, I have a couple of things in the works and a couple of things that have come out in the last couple of years that are pretty much, you know, if I find a good story, I'll uh, pitch around to see whoever will take it and hopefully write it up.
0: With with Noble in specific, you'd mentioned that they had a newsletter that was pretty interesting. Yeah,
3: yeah. So Noble was kind of cool as a place because they they do a bunch of different topics. Um, so I did mine on edibles, but there's been some stuff about like how okay, I'm gonna go off on a little bit of a tangent. Um there's right an article about how scientists have proved that. Or not proved because you can never super prove anything in science. But no, science right. has shown or suggested suggested yeah. that um, <laughs> dung beetles can see the Milky Way. <laughs> what? Um, and it's so so okay. So imagine a dung beetle. You know, it's it's that little bug oh, yeah. that like goes up to a cow patty, makes a little ball, and then rolls it away to um, uh, bury it and use it as as food for it, the babies. <laughs> the stars um, of a uh, conquer's bad birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So they always, they try to always roll the balls in like straight lines because that's the fastest way to get away from other beetles. So scientists were kind of like interested in like, well, okay, how does this bug know what a straight line is? Because it's pushing it backwards. So it can't see where it's going. And so scientists did all these like really amazing experiments of like, okay, we're gonna put the bug, Like, well, maybe the bug is navigating by the sun. And so they are like, okay, well, we'll make this, we'll put them a like a room where we have an artificial sun and we'll move it around to see if they'll like change direction. And then they were like, okay, well, what about these nocturnal species? What are they doing? It's like, well, maybe they're navigating by the moon. And they're like, okay, we'll do the same thing. We'll put them in a room with a light and we'll see. It's like, okay, but wait a minute. What do these bugs do on the new moon when there's no light out they and they went out and they're like okay well they are still working so it's not the moon so it's like well maybe they navigate by the stars um (laughs) that's great so so then they put they took the bugs to a planetarium and like (laughs) used the planetarium's whole thingamajig to like move the stars around and see if that works and then it's like well maybe they're navigating by the milky way and so uh that was a really cool article so that's something that's uh that's come out in the magazine there's also been some stuff about you know there's been a lot of stuff about the the pandemic obviously um some stuff about uh like what happens when everybody just starts talking over zoom instead of seeing people in person
1: right now that uh that that dung beetle piece i gotta (laughs) say (laughs) tell me one of those researchers was not a cannabis user
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's the, like both the the thesis and the outside the box thinking. It sounds like we're employed. Both both kind of sound kind of representative of weed users. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's, sometimes you 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 list you uh, read about experiments and you're like, man, whoever thought that up was either really clever or yeah, got a little help from. Um, oh from yeah. A little,
0: got a little medicated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Will,
0: uh, oh, sorry, James. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just looked it up now. I will put this on our socials, but the URL on that is knowablemagazine.org slash newsletter dash sign up. It's not as long as it sounds when I say it.
3: Yeah. And so the newsletter is this uh, weekly thing where they'll put out like um, what articles have come out this week, as well as some kind of roundups of um, interesting articles that other sites have put out. Uh, but yeah, if it's a really cool science magazine if you wanted to kind of get a deep dive on um, a bunch of different topics.
1: Oh, I think I've there's a it. bigger so, crossover. Right on, I think there's a bigger crossover on our audiences than we think. Cause <laughs> I know I love to um, watch um, science videos and read science um, articles and stuff when I'm good and medicated.
0: And <laughs> it makes you appreciate food and learning that much more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, James, thank you again for coming on. Uh, this has been a super informative segment we're excited to get it out to our listeners. That was James Gaines. He's a science writer with noble magazine. He's also on SciShow or he has writing on SciShow on YouTube and some other stuff. James, is there anything else you'd like to say
3: in closing? I think it's going to be really interesting to see where the research goes with cannabis. Um, you know, like I said, I think it's the kind of thing where there's going to be some stuff that's, uh, always going to be a little hazy but i think it's kind of worth finding out where that line is where the research comes in and yeah i think it's going to be real interesting um to see where this goes
0: smoke and Oakies is oklahoma's premier cannabis podcast starring evan wade and brandon blake brought to you by cannabis web media group cwmg we want to talk about your business. Reach out to podcasts at SmokeAndOakiesPod.com for commercial opportunities and more. And if you'd like to interact on a more personal level, get in touch with us at our website, SmokeAndOakiesPod.com, and join the Discord for even more discussion. There's a big link there. You can't miss it. Smoke and Okies does not produce, provide, or sell cannabis products in any
2: capacity. That includes buying weed for you. Seriously, fuck off with that shit.